you came out tonight early, aggressive. What was different for you tonight in terms of just setting the tone with your game in this game? Ball. 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 This is Orange Ball Juice, the show where I make my two teenage sons co-host a basketball podcast with me so they can tell their dad what to think about the NBA and hopefully help me win my fantasy pool. So, without further ado... Ball. Hello there, listeners. Welcome to Orange Ball Juice. Always fresh, never toxic, family-friendly b-ball blabber. My name is Brooks, and as always, I'm joined by my two household NBA analysts, my teenage sons, Spency G and Marky Man. How you doing, Spency? I'm not super good. I'm kind of sick. Oh, no. That's that's a bummer. Well, hopefully, uh, thanks for doing this anyway. You didn't call in sick today. Um, we'll work through it. And Marky Man, how you doing? I'm also not doing amazing. I'm also sick. Oh, great. I feel like I might be the only one in the house who's... Well, I don't feel great either, let's be honest. But anyway, we're going to have a great show, and uh, we're going to... Uh, we're going to talk basketball. Did you guys see it? Speaking of which, did you see any of the uh, Grizzlies-Pacers game last night with uh, John Moran had that insane dunk over Jalen Smith? Yeah, I, that's, I saw that, and that was basically it. That's all I saw. <laughs> yeah, well, we were sort of paying attention to the Raptors, obviously, last night, another loss for them, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, you know, they had three three wins in a row at home, and then they lost to the, the Hawks last night. What did you think of that game, Spencer? Yeah, that was another disappointing game yeah they just couldn't get it together i don't think they ever had the lead uh i don't no. think they closed the gap i mean they just couldn't it no. seemed like they were just behind by 10 the whole game yeah horrible shooting it's just yeah. yeah more of the same bad shooting um and uh yeah what are you gonna do um i was but one thing that was kind of fun from last night was that uh jaguars chargers game to switch gears to football just for a second this is a basketball podcast but uh you know Third greatest playoff comeback of all time. The Jaguars were down 27 to nothing at the half to win, and then they won uh, 31-30 on a last-minute field goal. Yeah, and that was after after a uh, you know a disastrous start um, for you know f- for the Jaguars, and they managed to put it together. So it was exciting. Actually, watched some football for the first time in a while. Been watching a lot of basketball, but now that the playoffs are here, we'll probably occasionally mention football on this podcast. Anyway, it's Sunday, January 15th, 2023, and week 13 in the NBA is almost over. So let's take a look at some highlights. That was awesome. And lowlights. Come on, dude. Okay, so Marky Man, what's your week 13 highlight? My highlight is basically just how uh, clutch Luca was in that Lakers-Mavericks game. Oh, the one on Thursday that yeah. we went to two overtimes? Yeah. yeah. It was like he has like just he doesn't get shooken up or shaken up or anything. And he was like, yeah, he was just he hit the game like after Westbrook hit his two free throws, he hit the game tying three to put it to overtime. And then just like same thing in the overtime, like he hit a three to like, I think tie it yeah, or to force like, the yeah, second, overtime, force the second yeah. overtime. So it's just, yeah. And it was a, th- yeah. it was a 35, 14, 13, uh, stat line for yeah. him. So another incredible yeah. game, but yeah, he's super clutch. I think he might, yeah. you could argue just at least so far this season that he's like the most clutch player. It's right. not that he just racks up big numbers. He, mm-hmm. 
he does he knows how to score when the game's on the line. Yeah. yeah. And he like it's not like other players where like they can hit the clutch shot, but like they can't create space. So it's like, am I gonna get the shot off or am I gonna get like clamped up? He just creates space so easily where it's like you you know he's getting the shot off. It's not about that. It's just is he gonna make it? Yeah, yeah. And he most likely is. And even if it's really awkward or whatever, he always manages to get yeah. a quality shot. Did you see, speaking of, like, the opposite, it was basically the opposite of that, Levine, I can't remember what game it was, but he went for, they were down by three, and time's running out, and he just crossed the three-point line and tried to do, like, a mid-range jumper, and the commentator's like, why is he going for two? And he missed it. Yeah. And then after the game, he was like, uh, basically, I thought, I could draw contact and hit the shot and whatever. It was, but it's yeah. totally failed, so it looked yeah. terrible yeah. to end the game. But anyway, um, and what's your uh, what's your low light? A low light is basically how the Lakers in that game were able to have a great comeback after being down like thirteen around that the entire game, and then the fourth, everyone got hyped up, and West Westbrook was getting hyped up, and everybody, and then. LeBron, like, he wasn't able to hit the game winner, and it was just, like, sad because, like, he just, like, he, <laughs> yeah. he got, he drove into the basket, and, like, it just, like, nothing. He couldn't create anything. Yeah. He had, I mean, he had another amazing game. He's yeah. basically playing. I mean, he, not, it wasn't even that game. I mean, he had 24 points, and, like, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, but he played good, but it wasn't, like, amazing. I mean, he's been playing. Yeah. I mean, his style lines yeah. look like the kind of numbers he was putting up in his prime a lot yeah. of the time this year. Um, and especially recently. Um, and as you just pointed out, Marcus, I think even though where are they? They're 13th in the West at 19 and 23, yeah. which is a better record than the Raptors at 19 and 24, and we're in 11th. Yeah. So the West, there's yeah. a lot of teams sort of jammed up, uh, kind of like eighth through, you know, 13th. Yeah. Um, with not a lot separating them, so the West continues to be um, kind of. You know, jam- just jammed up in like sort of like the play-in area. You know, it's yeah. no teams basically other than the Nuggets and the Grizzlies, and to some extent the Pelicans. You know, then there's kind of like the next tier. You know, yeah. the Kings, Mavericks, Warriors. Well, I'm yeah. Well, I'm looking at it. It looks like like the Lakers are like doing better, but I, there's no. It doesn't seem there's like a team above them that like they are better than, and I think they're like going to move down. Like yeah, it's hard to say. Well, yeah, I mean it's it is kind of hard to say. Although, you know, the Trailblazers, for instance, have really fallen off. Yeah, um, they, like the Suns aren't going to move. Like, no, the Suns aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Back, Booker's going to be out for another long yeah. while. The Jazz seem to be like they're kind of confounding because even though they're twenty two and twenty four, they a lot of their losses have been really close and could have gone the other way. So, and then the Clippers again, it's just like, I don't even know what to think about them anymore. Yeah. They, it's just, they're 500. They're, you know, in a play on play in spot. Eh, who knows? Yeah. Anyway. So what are your highlights, uh, from, uh, week 13 Spencer? Um, my highlight was, um, Shay leading OKC to, um, defeat, like a really like just completely healthy Sixers team. Um That's right. Yeah, it was pretty pretty awesome to see the OKC pull out that win led by Shea. Um like I'm starting to think that OKC not necessarily this season, but I do think they have a lot of potential because they've won some 
impressive games this season. Oh, yeah. Well, not, I mean, that was, I believe that game was, uh, that was on Thursday that they were in Philly yet yeah. to beat a fully healthy uh, Sixers team, you know, and soundly. Like it was 133 yeah. to 114. Um, and uh, Shea was 37, 8, and 6 with uh, a steal and two blocks. So that's, I mean, yeah. that's a very balanced, dominant game for him. And then the next night on a back to back, they were in Chicago and they won that game too. Yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people, I mean, before the beginning of the season, some people thought that Detroit was like the young team that maybe is going to take a step forward. But, of course, injuries and a bunch yeah. of things have happened to them and they're just kind of back in the basement. Yeah. Whereas OKC, everybody's like, they're not going to be that good. But Shea has totally, seemingly totally raised his game this season yeah. um, and, had, and it has affected the team. Um, it seems like he's raising other guys, helping other guys raise their game as well. Um, yeah. You know. I, yeah. I never had faith in the Pistons. I, I, I was surprised by like people thinking Kate Cunningham was going to like fully turn things around. It was yeah. surprising me. Like he, he's a good player, but like, but it's not uh, just that. Like, I mean, they brought in not, other, they brought they, in other guys and they, they kind yeah. of, yeah. But, but I mean, yeah. Cade Cunningham could turn things around like three years from now. Yeah, I don't think people. I, I don't think people thought, thought they were going to be a playoff yeah. contender or something like that. No. I think it was. I fully like they were expected take they were going to be a complete bust. Bust still. Yeah. Well, you were I, right because yeah. they were, and also Cade Cunningham had a season-ending yeah. injury, so, so who cares? So, what was your low light for week thirteen? Um, that it was the Tyrese Halliburton injury. Um, yeah, he. He injured his knee and elbow at the same time and um, left the arena on crutches, which is not a good sign. No. Um, so he has like a left elbow strain, which isn't too bad, and a left knee bone contusion. Um, so he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. So most likely, guaranteed out two weeks, most likely longer. Yeah. Um, Isn't that what John Morant had in the playoffs? With his knee, the contusion thing. I think he had the, yeah, I don't really know what a contusion is. I probably have several on my body right now that I'm unaware <laughs> yeah. of. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if he's being reevaluated in two weeks, that means you know, yeah, he's probably not coming back in two weeks. <laughs> no, that means you know, and it's a bummer for them because you know they're such a good young team. He's playing amazing, um, but just uh, yeah, I mean. They, that's a huge loss for them, and it's going to, I think, affect them quite a bit. Yeah. Because um, who's going to step up in the absence of him, like, for scoring and for, for yeah. playmaking? Just Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald for scoring, for sure. And uh, I guess maybe Matherin will be starting. Matherin, you know, they've got uh, Andrew Nemhard. Like, yeah. You know, some other guys are going to have to take on some of the... I mean, they, see, they seem to play tough um, even when... Uh, you know, even without Halliburton, although they did just get destroyed at home by Memphis last night. Um, but whatever. Uh, yeah, that's a bummer. My my highlight and low light for the week. I don't. I don't often do. Uh, I don't always do these myself. But just like Damian Lillard and the whole Portland Trail Blazers team are both a highlight and a low light at the same <laughs> time, because well, first of all, Lillard's been averaging over, I believe, over thirty two points per game in his last uh -huh. six. But other than last night's win, they they lost five in a row. Yeah. So he's playing amazing, but they just can't seem to win games. 
um, you know, early in the season, they're probably overachieving. Everybody was, some people were like, this is a mirage. Other people were saying, no, no, uh, it's not. They're actually better this year, but it seems like they just keep, they can't string together. Yeah. They um, wing, wins, yeah. even with Dame playing great. And if he's playing great and they're still losing, well, now there's a problem. And then one of those games, he had a 50 pointer the other night. Um, yeah. I mean, like, when you think about it, they kind of have a big, th- big three. They have Lillard, uh, Simons, and uh, uh, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant. So, yeah. I, what, I don't know if you can consider that a big three. That's just saying, <laughs> like, the those three are their best th- players. Those are their three best players. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't think they're, I mean, and apparently last night, I don't know, I didn't see it, but because um, they, they actually won big um, at home against. Uh, against the Mavs last night. Apparently there was some altercation between Dame and Luca. They were jabbering at each other. And Luca ended up getting I think they were down quite a bit and Luca ended up, ended up getting benched for that game. And he was held to I think fifteen points. Yeah. Um, there was a altercation. But still had a double double with ten yeah. assists and you know six rebounds. There's an altercation in the Lakers game in the Mavs with Westbrook and Luca. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was another altercation last night. I think it was well, I wanna say Rockets Kings. Oh yeah. Well, there's been some chippy also, games. There was the game on uh, Friday between Utah and yeah. Orlando. Or no, no, pardon me, Houston. and You're right. It was Sacramento and Houston yeah. on Friday, not last night. Sorry, Friday, yeah. Yeah, and there was four ejections yeah. Uh, yeah. after that game. And another interesting thing, that game is Sabonis, 19, 19 points, 15 rebounds, and 16 assists, which was at a career high. The assists yeah. were a career high for oh, him. So that's, crazy. that's a pretty crazy <laughs> stat line. <laughs> yeah. Um but they they look good. I mean, 139 points they put up. I granted against Houston, but still, yeah, yeah. like their offense is just rolling. Um, um, also, Scotty Barnes and Thaddeus Young got into an argument, warming up for the second half, and I think one of the past three games. No, no, that's yeah. not good. no. But it seemed it, like it was actually it, not a big deal. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, there was just a argument that they were in. Well, okay. Well, that's enough for uh, the week 13 highlights and lowlights. Um, since we're on the topic of week 13, um, let's look back at your predictions and find out. What happened? Okay, so, Spency, on Monday, the Pelicans were in Washington. Um, I mean, a pretty fairly anticipated game for me just because Washington's been playing a little bit better. The Pelicans, of course, are without um, Zion still. Um, and C.J. McCollum's obviously emerged as, like, he's the guy who has to produce points yeah. in his absence. So what happened? Yeah, so I thought that New Orleans was going to win, and they did. Um, they actually won by a lot. They won 132-12. To, to 112, right. To 112. By 20, yeah. And C.J. McCollum was the top performer. He had 34 points. Uh, five rebounds, one assist, and two steals, which was fairly close to um, my prediction for him. He had, th- which was thirty-five, four, and six. So the assists were definitely lower, um, but didn't matter because he scored a bunch of points. Um, it actually, like Washington, came out looking like really scary because they went on a ten-zero run to start the game, yeah. in like just in about two minutes. Um, but then after the timeout following that, McCollum scored 12 straight, which brought them, uh, which evened the playing field again. Um, 
And after that first quarter, the Pelicans just con- took complete control of the game and just destroyed the Wizards. Like, the Wizards were just sloppy. They had 20 turnovers that led to 39 points, which is ridiculous. Like, wow. that, me- that, that feels like basically every turnover led to points, yeah. which is crazy. Um, yeah, it was just a bad game by the Wizards. Yeah. Because I think uh, I think like Kuzma's been playing really well lately. Like his, yeah, Kuzma was ejected um, with like nine minutes remaining in this game. Um, I don't think it ended up. Mat- I don't think it would have mattered. Um, yeah, but, probably not. Yeah. Well, and, and Valanciunas had a big game as well. Yeah, he did. Twenty-seven points, twelve rebounds. So that just seems to be the plan with Zion out. And it's interesting because they. It's so weird with them because I've watched a bit of Pel- the Pelicans um, this year, and you know they've had bad games with Zion, yeah. And then without him, they've had like dominant performances yeah. as well. So it'll be interesting when they get their full, if their f- full team back and healthy, and when you know shaping up for the playoffs, you know I'm sure they're going to be load managing Zion because that seems yeah. to be the name of the game these days. But uh, yeah, I mean I'm I'm very interested to see how it's going to be down the stretch because they're they're number yeah. third. Um, in the West, still um, at number three, at twenty six and seventeen, they look good. Um, I, all right, Go, what were you gonna well, say? Well, I, I think um, Ingram is actually coming back soon. I saw he's game time decision now. Oh really? Um, I and, I feel like game time decision is a little. I, it's I don't know what the difference between day to day and game time decision is because it just feels like it. Day to day means they're not gonna play, and it's just they're taking it. Like, they don't actually know, but game time decision just means, like... Cause it yeah, seems like, like they're... Imp- it just day depends what app they're not going to play. Like, they're just taking it, like... Well, it's basically. almost like they're saying, we intend for this player to play the next game, yeah. whether it's yeah. tomorrow or today, yeah. but we're going to wait to the very last minute to see yeah. if he's in the lineup. I don't know how truthful that is. Teams, like, try to, you know... Who knows yeah. what... Who knows what it actually means most of the time. Anyway, on Tuesday, uh, Marky Mandalis was in L.A. to take on the Clippers. That, that was a pretty um, anticipated game. I thought it was going to be a really interesting game. Anyway, what happened? I predicted Dallas would win 120-106, uh, to 106, and the Clippers won 113-101. to 101. The I was right about Luka being the best performer. But they lost. Luka had... 43 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, and 2 steals. Yeah, it was a big game for him, but in the yeah. loss, yeah. Um, and Kawhi played great. 33 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals, and 1 block. Right, So yeah. that's... No, I remember seeing some... Um, I watched, I think, a bit of that game and then saw the highlights, and he definitely looked like yeah. the old Kawhi. Um, well, yeah, I think he's, like, hungry for playing time, and he just wants to, like... Yeah. He made some comment. Like, he's been making comments about the whole load management thing and I he probably doesn't fully make the decision I'm sure oh he probably doesn't at all to be honest well I know that it, yeah he, I mean yeah he can't just be like well I'm playing like, no he can what. he probably can chirp a little bit but yeah mostly it isn't his decision but they already had that game which we talked about where they you know they were getting beat um, and then they sat both Paul George and Kawhi for the second half yeah and there's that whole thing like that's different than just like you can't play because we don't trust that your injuries you know progressing but it does seem like if he can go out and play like that yeah maybe he sits on the second night of a back-to-back but kind of it's like now or never guys like this is the time you know yeah they're losing a lot right now yeah like their whole goal is yeah let's just make it to the playoffs and then we'll let our guys play but so you gotta make it to the playoffs and 
hopefully yeah. not a playing spot either. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to have know? to like, well, you don't want to, if you're in playing, it's risk. It's like one yeah. and done. Like it's well, a bad situation. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like their three plan and seven was working when they're in like the top six for a while, but now it's more like, yeah. Well, know. and on the flip side of that, like, and then I've heard this, you know, on for Dallas, it people are actually saying if you're going to start to load manage anybody, anybody in the league, it's probably Luca because I don't because they don't at all. They don't limit yep. his minutes. They're like, let him play. You know, he even in the la- I, he got sat in that last that game last night against yeah. Portland because there is a point at which. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, that's, that's what happens. It doesn't matter how good you are yeah. and all of that. If you're playing that many minutes and you're being expected to, like, carry your team. And I, yeah, you're young and you're durable and all that, but there is a breaking point, right? Yeah, but that's what you do if you're up or whatever, or if they you're down a ton. No, I understand that, but I mean, I guess it, it was a special case because he yeah. was getting. He might have. I, I don't know the, the context yeah. exactly of why, but I think the re, part of the reason Luka Doncic doesn't get restricted minutes some games is that like, watch how Kawhi plays. He's like trying to get steals. He's always running on fast breaks. He's always like blocking shots he's always like shooting fadeaways which are all like ways to get injured watch how Luca plays like he's like he moves slowly like he does these moves that like are just like you don't it doesn't look like there's a chance of him ever getting injured when Luca plays yeah well they can't restrict his minutes because they're not going to win if they do that well sure. I mean yeah but that's, they're not going to win if he gets they, injured he's out for that's true. when he's out they've showed they've showed that like the Mavericks can play without him sometimes. They showed that in the playoffs last year. Like, yeah, I think they can too. At, and someone can. made this point I heard on a podcast, which is really interesting, is like maybe, and the other guys have started to play better around him. Like the other, I think it was Spencer Dinwiddie the other night had yeah. like three insane dunks, yeah. like mm-hmm. explosive moves to the net and stuff. And the point be because Luca's ball handling the whole time, everyone else is standing around. They, yeah. They're just reserving yeah. their energy, right? Yeah. Like, Everything goes through him, so maybe if these guys start to feel a little bit once they get their chance, they will play a little better, produce more offense. Who knows? Um, because once again, they did lose last night to Portland, um, and Luca was shut down. So anyway, uh, on Wednesday, uh, January 11th, Milwaukee was in Atlanta to take on those pesky Hawks. So what happened? Um, so Milwaukee won. Uh, which is what I predicted. They won 114-105, to 105, which was reasonably close to the point differential I had. I had them winning 120-105. to 105. And Giannis was the top performer. Performer. I had him with 35, 10, and 4, but he had 7 points, 18 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty insane. Like, 18 rebounds, 10 assists, and 7 points. Yeah. It just goes to show that the Bucks can win, even if Giannis doesn't um, score. Yeah. Um, well, that's what's weird about it yeah. is because they have a really – they're struggling on offense is their problem right now. Yeah. And even he didn't score, but they still won. So, they ha- I mean, they obviously their defense was playing well. Yeah. Um, well – To hold Atlanta to 105. It was, but their offense was also like – it looked pretty much over um, after the Bucks led by 20 – um, in the first, and they held that lead up until like the early third quarter. But the Hawks had like a miraculous comeback and uh, tied up the game with four minutes left. Um, and there was a timeout following that, and then the Hawks made a shot and took their first lead with like 
four minutes left, which is pretty right. crazy. Um, but then after that shot, the Bucks went on a 10 0 run and just sealed the game. Um, yeah, I think Drew Holiday had 27 points, and there were some good scoring from other players as well. And I think Giannis just like took a different role this time. Yeah. Um, well, he must be relieved to see Drew scoring 27 points. Yeah. And Lopez had 20 points and 12 rebounds. So he had a big, yeah. big game. Um, but they've, I think they've lost their two since then, and they're five and five in their last uh, 10. So they're definitely having problems. Um, yeah. They're not rolling in the way that everybody thought they were, but also they haven't been healthy. No, so. they haven't had Middleton. Yeah. So we'll see how. I mean, what do you think? Do you think the Bucks are still are, are the Nets better than the Bucks? I mean, obviously, KD's uh, injured now. Um, you know, they have a better record right now. But I mean, do you do you trust them more than you trust the Bucks to make a run? I no. I I, I believe in the Bucks. Yeah. And like, if anything, I feel like they have more weapons. Considering Brooke Lopez has just decided to play amazing, he's now in um, defensive player of the year rankings. He's first now, which I don't think anyone saw coming. Right, like he just right. grabs them like t- oh, m- sometimes more than ten rebounds a game, like yeah. all every single game, and he can score too. Yeah. So well, he certainly did in that game. He scored twenty yeah. points. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I want like it's one of those weird things where. For, for whatever reason, you know, I just want Milwaukee to be good. I want them to I like, like them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, Giannis is awesome. Like, he's another guy that was like, he just takes on so much and he's such mm-hmm. a tough competitor. And, uh, you know, if those, if they get healthy, then I think, yeah, I, th- I agree. Like, they're going to be probably the only team that can challenge the Celtics. I, I don't have, I don't know what to think about the Nets. The Nets are too tricky but anyway Mm -hmm. speaking of the nets on thursday january 12th boston and speaking of boston boston was in brooklyn to take on the nets as i just mentioned kd was out he's got this whatever he's got his mcl sprain yeah he's out at least a month yeah probably could be longer so what happened i predicted boston would win 124 to 119 they won 109 to 98 um i predicted Tatum would be the leading scorer, early performer with 30 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. He was the leading performer with 20 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists. Yeah. So it was a super quiet game. Uh, yeah. It was like, it was super close in the third. Like, on the also on the, the Nets, the leading scorer was Kyrie with 24 points. Yeah. Like, it, it, it really was, it, it was a defensive game. Um, the first three quarters was super close, and then the Celtics just like just just turned up in the fourth. Not even with points, just with defense. With defense, yeah. Like the Bucks or the Nets only had sixteen points in the fourth, so it was yeah. it was just. And I noticed that uh, Simmons had zero yeah. points, uh, nine rebounds, and thirteen assists. Like he's uh, he seems to be just like a defensive specialist now. Yeah, like you know fully. he's giving me Rodman vibes with playmaking. <laughs> yeah, like it's just he's just trying to. Yeah, and fine. he only shot three times and he missed all three. Yeah, and that's that's perfectly. I mean, it'd be nice for them to get some out. Yeah, he, out of he's him averaging like I think seven point five points or something. Like yeah, that. it does. It seems like he's just not looking to score. Like he's just taking. Yeah, a different he's. Role n- I don't team. think he's. I mean, I have a little bit of faith, but I don't think he's ever going to be the star player that he was. No, but that's okay on that team. Yeah. He can still but be But, like, it would effective. also be better, like, think of how good the well, Nets would be if Ben Simmons was, like, 
an all-star. Yeah, or if he could just go and, like, in a situation like this, like in a game like that, if you could count on him for 20 yeah. points. Yeah, or even just 15. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, it's frustrating that Katie's hurt. It really is. Um, also, as you said, Tatum, yeah, I, I, I mean, with Boston, it's funny because people don't bring up Tatum and say, like, MVP as much anymore. At the end of the day. He's still up there. He's still very much up there, but. He doesn't get the big headlines like no. Luca or Giannis or you know. Like he's still averaging or, thirty or, points, or, or eight Jokic. rebounds, and four. Or yeah, six. he's amazing. I guess it's just because they're so balanced. They also have Jalen Brown. They also yeah. have all these guys that contribute to their wins. And you know, he doesn't need to shoot the lights out for them to win. No, because they they have such a balanced attack and they're so good on defense too. That. Yeah, and they seem to have like where are they? They're, they've won six straight now. Yeah. which I think is the second longest active streak right now behind the Grizzlies who've won nine straight. So, you know, they're eight and two in their last 10 winning record at home and on the road. They're looking pretty good, man. Yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah, I also like, I wonder why I'm, I know it's about the wins, but I know Tatum is still top five in MVP, in the MVP ladder. Yeah. And he does, or he's third. Third. Um, yeah. Like, He's he's on a team where he's got Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, Brooke Lopez. Like, uh, what? Not Brooke Lopez. He plays for. Oh, I'm just so. completely <laughs> mixing up the teams. And Malcolm Brogdon is on the. Yeah, yeah the, Brogdon's on the Celtics. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, he's got. They've, there's a lot of great players on the Celtics, yeah. and like Derek and, White, all these yeah. like role guys that are really good yeah. quality players. Now, why isn't Shea Gilgis Alexander talked about when he's on a team that he doesn't get? There's obviously not very many wins, but he doesn't have anyone to help him, and he's averaging thirty, thirty six, and and five. That is almost that is like almost exactly equal to Tatum's. I think average. he'll probably I, may, if he continues this pace for the rest of the year, he'll probably creep up. He's like ranked as like as like the eighth best guard in the league. Right now, yeah, that's absurd. Yeah, I mean, like that is you can't. I don't think you can give the MVP to no. I'm a not team saying with a losing record. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just saying, saying that. Is, I'm saying in I terms think, of as a player, he is MVP caliber. But but the way, he like okay, according spoiler to, alert. According we're going to the gonna NBA, get into the MVP yeah. discussion a little bit later because we're going to be talking about the mid. It is mid season now, um, and we're going to talk about all of your predictions for the awards, so we can get into some of the debates in terms of yeah. the rankings and all of that. But I agree. I think he should get, and he is. I do think slowly but surely he, he's getting more respect. Well, because, I just think according so, to NBA critics, he's not right now. He's not getting any respect right now. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's not getting That's, any. People he's know like it literally. How I've looked at some lists, and he's like seventh, eighth, and as know. guards, not even like uh, players yeah. in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's a little bit silly, and I think that will change if he keeps having weeks like he's been having this week, where you know, leading his team to not just putting up big stats, like winning. You know, yeah. It's also like um, they won in Chicago. They won in Philly, like back to back. That's like pretty impressive. Um, yeah. Well, I'll, I can talk and about that I, right I, now. Yeah, exactly. And actually, we're about to talk about AOKC. Uh, they, uh, the Thunder were in Chicago uh, on Friday. So, uh, what happened? Yep. So, OKC won 124 to 110. And I had Chicago winning that uh, 132 to 126. So, it wasn't Shea who was the top performer. Actually, it was Josh Giddy, 25, 10, and 6. 
And I had chosen DeRozan, but he was out that game. Chosen DeRozan. Was um, probably, which was a huge factor, I yeah, think. Yeah, um, It was a relatively interesting game. OKC like, came out really strong in the first half and seemed to be fully in control. But then the Bulls went on this 18-5 and run in the third. Um, but then after that, the OKC was just completely back in it. They just had that one little slump, and then the Bulls didn't get close again. Um, yeah, I just think DeRozan not playing was the huge factor there. He's their leading scorer. Yeah. Um, and everyone on the Thunder, like, other than that, like, little run there from the Bulls, like, everyone had a really good game on the Thunder. It was really balanced. Yeah. I mean, the, so Chicago, for them, I think that's the third straight loss. They're, they're never, like, they never get trounced, it seems. They're always no. a pretty tough team. There's been, like... But, the, but they have, yeah. like, in, everybody's had, there's a lot of question marks. There are people, like... Is you know they are they yeah. gonna blow it up and all that? Is Levine leaving town? All that stuff. Yeah, I mean DeRozan has been day to day for like a week and he's missed a bunch of games. Levine yeah. has been also like a little injured. Yeah, yeah, it's just Vucevic had a good game. It was 19, he did nineteen points, eleven rebounds, and uh, yeah, I mean, and Josh Giddy, yeah, with a big game for OKC, and that's like we were saying, you know, maybe. You know, Shea's getting to that point where he's able to help his teammates who are, you know, not none of them are really yeah. household names, but, you know, Giddy, the 25, Giddy, 10, and 6. I really like him. He he yeah. feels like kind of like a mini um, Jokic sometimes because he's like a big guy, but playmaking and rebounding are his specialties. Yeah. Um, but then every once in a while, he does have a, uh, a solid yeah. scoring game. My thing with Josh Giddy is I like him, but I I'm feel not like going to say that. He's from Australia. That's yeah. your problem with him? <laughs> no. My problem I, with him is that's that, my <laughs> problem with him, but I'm not going to hold that against yeah. him. But anyway. My problem with him is that I just don't think he's ever going to get any better. I think he's yeah. at okay. his highest. How old is he? He's like second year in the league. league. Oh, okay. Second year league, I don't think he's ever going to get better okay. at all. Well, well, he. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. That's a, that's a, so you think he's at his ceiling right yeah. now? Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, Anyway, he had a great game in the win um, in Chicago, so good for him. Uh, and uh, Shea was what twenty-one, five, and six. So yeah, still a good still game. A, still a good game. Um, all right. Well, on Saturday last night, this was a um, a pretty you know we already talked about it at the top of the show, but anyway, Memphis was in Indy to take on the Pacers. So uh, what happened? I predicted uh, Indy would win one eleven to one oh four. I was yeah. terribly yeah. wrong. Yeah, but that was also before, like that. Before, was before I was, before I knew Halliburton was injured. Yeah, because but, Halliburton like, got yeah. got injured by, after yeah. he made this prediction. So okay. So the Grizzlies won one thirty to one twelve. Uh, pretty dominant win. Yeah, Morant was leading performer with twenty three three and ten. Um, Ten rebounds, three yeah. assists. Yeah, it was like, and Desmond Bain also had twenty five points. Yeah, he was a leading scorer. And um, it was also Memphis's ninth straight win. Yeah, T.J. McConnell almost had a triple double on the Pacers. He had thirteen points, eight rebounds, eleven assists. Good for him. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was like the Grizzlies were leading in literally everything except for rebounds. But like other than that, it was just. It was just a boring game to watch. It was just, it it, it wasn't close. 
any like at any time. Yeah, I mean, other than you know, other except than, for the fourth quarter, it was thirty three thirty three, but the score was like like yeah, it was evenly matched, but it was already out of yeah. reach. But Jaw had a couple, you know, all you know, probably maybe the best. Yeah, dunk and so far, the and the crazy and the block. Dunk. Yeah. What was the and block? Yeah, he had the big block, and then he had the big insane. Yeah, dunk I don't even know how a human can be that athletic. Like, yeah, well, from so far out over a center, and just he fully extended his arms so yeah, like, it's like almost back. windmill style dunk yeah. too. Like it's yeah. it's crazy, yeah. um, but that's uh, that's why they the yeah. league loves him and probably wishes he wasn't playing in Memphis. So maybe he should come play. Well, the league wouldn't like it if he came yeah. to play for the Raptors yeah. either. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you yeah. never know. Um, speaking of guys almost getting a uh, triple double, was something that happened on on Wednesday and that uh, for Houston and the loss. I, th- I think his name is pronounced. Maybe you guys know Shangun. Shangun. Oh, that Alper, guy, Alperin Shangun. But he yeah. had like the the working man's triple double of. 10 10 and 10 which i thought was pretty yeah i don't know if i've ever if, if i've ever seen yeah. that before yeah. but i like that like just like all around good game nothing yeah. spectacular but very like efficient and very like yeah. you know hard-nosed basketball yeah. and and i've heard people bringing him up that he's like a guy that is you know maybe on the rise and can yeah. maybe be useful mm-hmm. to some other teams he's, yeah he's pretty good he's a reasons like his second year in the nba i think yeah, I don't think he's that old. Um, no, he's no like he was. I think he, he was. It was he, he was either a rookie last year or the year before. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's the week that was. So that was week thirteen. So Spencer, you went two for three. So you're now uh, nineteen for thirty three on the season since we started doing this. You guys predict three games per week, so that gives you your batting average of uh, five seventy six. And Marcus, you only went one for three this week. Um, which drops you from um, so now you're at 17 and 33, still over 500, just barely at uh, 515. So had, there was a couple of tough ones. Um, I, I always try to give you guys games that are kind of, in my opinion, hard to predict. Um, but there's no you know spread or point differential thing. It's just straight up wins and losses that you predict. So, yeah. uh, but you're doing pretty well. You're both over 500 on some pretty tough games to predict. So. Um, Oh, I think it's uh, I think it's time for a message from one of our sponsors. So let's uh, let's hear it. I've spent uh, a half a day in the garden and a half a day standing making floral designs. My feet are really bothersome and hot and burning, itchy. Get relief with Gold Bond medicated powder. And it, I get dry, itchy skin on my body as well. Gold Bond's triple action formula stops itchy skin with a medicated itch fighter, the absorbing action of powder, and the soothing action of zinc oxide. Gold Bond really works. The itch goes away. Triple action Gold Bond. More than a powder, it's medication. Thank you to the good people at Gold Bond. Um, You know, it's nice to know that their powder is actually medicated. Like, it's not just powder. It's not (laughs) just like flour or just like some other powder. It's medicated. They don't yeah. say what the medication is or what it does, but it seems like it's good. That lady, yeah, it fixed her problems. Um, a quick message to Orange Ball Juice listeners: Please subscribe, give us a five star rating, and write us a positive re- review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Insta at Orange Ball Juice. It's mostly just pictures of our dog Merlin, who is the Orange Ball Juice mascot. Uh, anyway, we are back, and we are going to discuss um, 
week 14, which is uh, what we're, we're coming up into into week 14. So Spencer G and Marky Man will now channel the hardcore spirits to predict some upcoming games in week 14 as they peer into the crystal basketball. All right. So, um, Mark, uh, who have I got here? Marky Man on uh, tonight, I think, is going to be, since we've been talking about um, the Thunder, the Thunder tonight are in Brooklyn to take on the KD-less um, Nets. So what's your prediction? Um, I think the Nets are going to win uh, 113 to 101. Say Kyrie is leading score with, or yeah, Kyrie's leading score with twenty six five and five. And so, even though they don't have KD, and even though the Thunder have been playing so well, why do you think, why do you think Brooklyn can still win this one? I think it's just a matter of like, even though they don't have KD, like Brooklyn's still like incredibly efficient. Like as a team, they're shooting over fifty percent from the field goal. Right. which is pretty impressive. So it's like, I, th- I still think they're going to get looks and like Kyrie is going to do his thing. Like, you know, Ben Sims is, is going to be playing defense. I mean, like... And who else can produce offense for them? Claxton, Nicholas Claxton. Yeah. Um, Watanabe is still... Yeah. He's like the best th- yeah. three-ball percentage in, yep. in the league, I think, still... Yeah. And of course, they have Seth Curry too. Yeah, like there's yeah, guys yeah, that yeah. can score. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. OKC seems to be on a roll, but yeah. It'll, I mean, beating Brooklyn. I mean, to go to, if they do that three games straight, and they beat Philly at home, then beat Chicago at home, then beat Brooklyn at home, then I think the conversation does change a little bit about that team and you know how quickly they're developing. But we'll see. Okay. All right. So on um, on Monday. Spency, we got uh, the Pacers now without Halliburton are in Milwaukee. Um, I'm not even sure who's supposed to be playing for Milwaukee, if mm-hmm. you know what the injury report's saying. But they're they're in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. So, what's your prediction? Yeah, so there's a good chance. So Middleton will be out, um, and I think there's actually a good chance Giannis will also be out. Um, so I I have the Bucks winning 114 to 108, and I have Drew Holiday as the leading scorer with 24, 5, and 8. Um, so five rebounds, eight assists? Yeah. Okay. So you still think the Bucks are good enough to hold off the Pacers? Yeah, I think even even without Giannis, I still think they have a great defense. And if mm-hmm. the Pacers like lose out on Halliburton, who's like their best scorer by far and best playmaker and best playmaker like their their pace which is something that they are good at in scoring and is going to go down um all right uh well uh on tuesday um philly is going to be in la to take on the clippers i'm not sure as usual no one knows what uh who's going to be playing for the clippers um or the sixers to be honest yeah, although they've been healthy, yeah. and uh, let's let's assume they'll have their full lineup. Um, so, what do you think is going to happen? What's your prediction? Well, I'm assuming Joel is going to be playing, so I'll give him 36 points. So Joel is going to be the top performer yeah. in the win for Philly. Yeah. Okay. 36 points, 
10 rebounds, 5 assists. And they're going to win 115 to 109. So you think the Clippers... I think... The Clippers can't yeah. handle it at home. Like, you had the... I think, like, it's really hard to say. Like, I won't be mad if I get this wrong because it's, like, it's the right prediction to make that the Sixers win because, like, you know... Yeah. They have James Harden and Joel Embiid, so... And, who and knows? they've been playing well. And yeah. I mean, let's... And who knows what the deal... Like, especially since the Sixers are pretty... Th- I wouldn't say physical, but they make you run. They make you, like... It's not easy to play the Sixers. No. So, like, who knows what the situation is going to be with Paul George and Kawhi playing. Yeah. Like, we don't know, so... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Sixers are 10 games over five hundred at 26 and 16, which yeah. is only good enough to be in fourth place. Yeah. But still, um, they're and they're, yeah. I mean, they're six and four in their last ten. Uh, so, but uh, and they're nine and nine on the road. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be an interesting game. I mean, as usual, the Clippers are frustrating. You want to just you want to believe that they're going to have their best. But you'd think if it's possible for for Paul George to play that game, he will um, because yeah. it's important. They need to win these big games, and like they need to um, they need to win. They just need to win. <laughs> That's all there is to it. So on Wednesday, uh, Miami is going to be in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. So what's your prediction, Spencey? <laughs> I just changed my prediction like five seconds ago. Oh, wow. Um, based on what? Based on forgetting about Jimmy Butler. Um, <laughs> right. Both teams have like a lot of like borderline Injuries, like so many game time decisions right now, that I'm really not sure. But I think that the Heat are actually on a three game winning streak right now, I think. And they've been playing well. So I'm going to change it. I'm going to have the Heat 126 to um, 120. And it's going to be Jimmy Butler with 32, uh, 7, and 4. Yeah, he's been playing very well, and their whole team has been playing very well. Um, they seem to be a team, like I think it's probably because of Butler. Butler seems like one of those guys who's so intensely competitive, mm-hmm. and he sort of demands that of yeah. everybody. Um, and, yeah. of course, Lowry's like that yeah. too, like just like never quit, never say yeah. die, no matter what. Um, and I think that gives them always gives them a chance to win almost yeah. any game. Um, okay, so uh, Marky Man on Thursday – Potential NBA yeah. Finals matchup, potential. Let's say Golden State is uh, the Warriors are in Boston to take on the Celtics. Yeah. So, what's your prediction? I think it was my original at the start of the year prediction for the finals. Yeah, it's the Warrior Celtics. But um, yeah, I think the Celtics are going to win. I think Celtics are have beef with the Warriors now, just yeah. because they just. Are upset, obviously, that they lost in the finals. Yeah, I think they have something to prove. Yeah, sure. so they, I don't even know if, I don't even think they have anything to prove playing them. Yeah. But they just, they want to. So, yeah. uh, I, I don't know, but I feel like the Warriors might do the same thing too. They'll be like, they think that they're going to yeah. destroy us here in Boston, so we're going to come and, yeah, yeah, shock them. But, so no, who's going to win? I'll give it to the Celtics. I'll say <laughs> one, 125 to, 
one oh one eleven one eleven. Okay, so and who do you think you, th- you think like? I'll, I'll give it to Jason Tatum. Think Tatum Thirty yeah. points, eight rebounds, eight assists. Thirty. Sorry, what? Thirty eight and eight. Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty impressive. All right, and maybe a oh our our podcast mascot Merlin has entered the room. Although he's not very vocal, he doesn't really talk, and you can't see him. But he's, uh, you know, he's here. He's checking it out. Maybe he has his picks ready for this week. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, the last game uh, that we're going to talk about is the Knicks, who are still, who are in six now. You know, they are. They've won two in a row. They've been streaky. I think you talked about them being streaky last year, but mm-hmm. they had. Had like a really long streak. Then they lost like several games in a row. Yeah. Then they kind of came back again. Um, but they're six and four in their last ten. They've won two in a row, um, and they're going to be in Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Um, so, what's your prediction, Spencer? Um, uh, yeah, I have the Hawks winning, okay. one seventeen to one fifteen, <clears throat> and it's going to be Trey Young with thirty five points, <clears throat> four rebounds, eight assists. Um, I mean, Trey Young has shown like over and over that there's that beef with those two teams, specifically with Trey Young, and so <laughs> he always seems to <clears throat> play really well against the Knicks, and I I think they're gonna win. Yeah, um, and they all, and Murray also play has been playing well. Like he, yeah. it seemed like the Raptors in their game last night, like that he they just don't have an answer for those two when they're shooting well and playing well. Um, but uh, I'll, I will say that the Knicks, like they're. "Quote unquote mid three have been playing very well, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, when those all three of those guys are on the floor and playing well, they're tough. Not to mention, there's quickly, there's Grimes. Yeah. They have a lot of, they have some guys that when they're all playing well, they're they're a pretty good team. Actually, I think I think they're a better team than the Raptors, for instance. Yep. Um, their record certainly shows it. Um, and well." They're a better team. I think there's a lot than, of teams that are better than Raptors. They're a better team than seven through fifteen because they're in sixth, right? So yeah. That's just that's just the cold hard truth. All right. Well, that's your uh, that uh, kind of wraps up looking uh, into week fourteen. So um, that means it is time to see what's cooking in Pasquale's kitchen. Ciao, I'm Pasquale. Welcome to my kitchen. In this house, we call Pascal Siakam Chef Pasquale because spicy pee is what happens when you use the toilet after chopping jalapenos. So how did Chef Pasquale and his fellow Raptors do in week 13, Spency? Um, well, they looked like they, like, like the old Raptors in the games against the Hornets. Yeah. They were shooting well. They were efficient. They are playing good defense. Um... And 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 last Sunday they also beat Portland, yeah, uh, in Toronto. So they had three three games at home in a row that they won. Yeah, two of them were against Charlotte back to back. Yeah, I agree they did look good, but maybe there, is it easy to look good against Charlotte? Yeah, let's not forget. Well, I know it Charlotte. is Charlotte, but that doesn't change the fact that they are hitting shots like threes. They're yeah. hitting threes. Yeah, and they've shown even it doesn't matter. We miss so many open threes. It doesn't really matter who we're playing. Yeah. We did just shoot like long range shots much better. Yeah. Um uh, it's some a little unfortunate that we had to do that against the Hornets. Like we decided to play better against, you know. Yeah. 
potentially. Well, there are, I mean, it, it is one of those I, things where it's like, you're see, if you don't win these games, then yeah. you're, you know. And they beat Portland, who, again, haven't been playing that great lately. But Yeah. Well, I mean, um, every team's going to have good shooting games yeah. every once in a while. Have, they just don't have enough of them. Yeah. And, it, like, when we, that Hawks game basically just showed to me that it's not going to get turned around maybe a little bit, but no, it's well, not going to be. Although, like, last year... They had a similar record around like coming into January. They had like a similar record, and then they really were a diff- basically a different yeah. team, and they turned it around. Well, I mean, it is weird. Like, think about it. What was so different about the four seed Raptors last year yeah. than us now? Like, nothing. It, there's just, literally that's the point. Like, they just I, I don't. don't what, shoot the, what is going on? We just forgot it's, how to play. I, it's just like I think there's some just like bad vibes around. <clears throat> Raptors right now could be like it's just well I think I think a lot of the players are just upset right now and it's just not good certain player I mean Pascal has played better Freddie has played worse um other Scotty's there's also been again well people are saying Scotty's playing worse but he's had some really good it's like early in the season percentage wise he's playing worse yeah yeah I mean he, when you look at stats, you're like, oh, Scotty had a good game, but then you also forget. But when you're watching, you're like, it feels like he's not playing well. Yeah. Because, like, he'll just have some ridiculous turnover. Exactly. And I think when he's, when he's ball handling and he does, like, he makes those bad decisions where he, like, tries to do a pass after he's left his feet. Yeah. And then it's just like, mm-hmm. like just it, a, a needless turnover. And you're like, oh, you, we, you don't, we don't need you to do that, Scotty. We'd well, rather yeah. you put it up. Mid range exactly. or try to take it to the rim and miss, then do that. But again, yeah. that that won't be happening like next year or the year after because like I watch like every single young guy in the league, they all do it. They oh, all course. have yeah, those yeah. dumb, stupid. It, well, turnovers. especially when they're in, I, like a lot is being expected of him. It's like yeah. yeah, you know, and he thinks he needs to make something happen, and he gets told by his coach like, "We need your energy. We need you yeah. to go out and make yeah. stuff happen." And then inevitably, you do something. A little, you push it, and it's and it's the like wrong decision. He is like he's a problem for the other team just because he's there. Sure, and like obviously he's in the NBA. You can't let him have the layup, yeah. but it's just a matter of like yeah. If he once he kicks it out to the three, after getting clamped up in the post, yeah, for no missing one, that no shot, no one can deliver on that shot, yeah. and then it's just like demoralizing. Yeah, same old story. Um, okay, well let's talk about the week they have coming up because this might be maybe. Th- one of the hardest weeks in their um, schedule, especially considering they have, I believe, five games. So, and so they are in New York Monday. Then on Tuesday they're in Milwaukee. Thursday they're in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's good now for some Saturday. Um, they're Saturday they host the Celtics, and then Sunday a back to back they host no. Yeah, they host the Knicks again. So, yeah. So they got Knicks, Bucks, Timberwolves, Celtics, Knicks. This could be bad for us. I feel like we could lose all of these games. <laughs> Is that your prediction? Are you saying they're going to go <laughs> 0 for 5 this week? I think we might go like 1 for four, like 1 for 5. Yeah. Like yeah, maybe so we beat the Knicks. Maybe Knicks. we beat the Timberwolves. But like the Timberwolves are seventh now. They're not even bad anymore. Yeah, they've been playing better. And um, like, 
Well, even well, like, like sort of, they're six but, and four last yeah. gen. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're seventh in the West. That yeah, means they're five. Something. They're a five hundred team. They're and like, yeah, yeah, they're on. It's also team. like, they seem like they're just letting Edwards just be the like be the man yeah. a bit more, and he's just yeah. scoring and yeah. doing better. And I think that maybe is just the formula. So, God only knows what's going to happen with that. Yeah. Gobert just got pulled uh, the last game. He had to leave with an injury, and so now he's like, I don't think it was anything major, but he had yeah. to leave the game. Yeah, I mean they could go one for five. They, I mean, like, think about how bad that is if they four. do go like zero for five. Like that means they're yeah. well, nineteen yeah. and twenty nine. The thing is, everybody's talking about now the Raptors being like a seller, and you know, when it comes to the trade upcoming trade deadline, like mm-hmm. I think literally every player is on the table yeah. except Scotty Barnes. With, with with the exception of Scotty, I think that's true. Yeah, um, because they'll just they'll go full youth like. I think it is entirely possible that Siakam, we won't be calling the segment uh, Pasquale's Kitchen for much longer. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, uh, if he if he goes, it's I don't want possible. him. He's the one person I don't want to leave. But I like, know. but like, it at might be time. a good trade for us if we do get rid of him. The point is, he's at he's at max value, so yeah. they're going to get the most they could like, ever possibly. Well, get. I think OG teams is, will give up worth so much, and right OG's now. also at his yeah. personal max value, but, but he's not at the level of Siakam. Well, like for Siakam, so. like he is like an All NBA player now. Yeah, like look at his stats; he's crazy. Like he's a. The, the point like, is, there's a team out there that's like we had Siak. They could think we had Siak, and we have a championship. Yeah. So there's okay. also like like teams could will give us all stars. Well, and, and tons of picks. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't I, like. I just feel like I don't think we're that far away from a very good team. Yeah. Like <clears throat> we essentially we still have a lot of the core of our championship team remaining. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, we like, know what we basically do, except for Kyle Lowry, Norm Powell, and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, so, like, yeah, that's the, like, we're missing. Yeah, well, yeah Pri- except now Freddie's Prime essentially Lowry, stepped yeah. into Lowry's, Lowry's role. Yeah. Right, no one stepped when into he's his playing. role. Exactly. Right? No. So, so, exactly. so we need we need some set. We need a. We center. lost all our depth. We need. Yeah. yeah we need. Depth. Oh yeah! Don't forget also Gasol. So there was Gasol yeah. and Ibaka. You know. Yeah. 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 I mean, we had and Danny Green. We had so much more depth. We had. The depth is crazy. Yeah. Um, well, did you see Norman Powell's quote? Yeah, he thinks the Clippers are more deep than than the 2019 Raptors, which is yeah. ridiculous. Our the Raptors bench in he's 2019 just, was just is literally good enough on to the be Clippers. a starting lineup. I don't think that they lack depth, the Clippers, but the point is they're <clears throat> yeah the championship Raptors. Were I mean, maybe I mean like at, maybe when you think about it, like if if you looked at that, if you looked at John Wall. Paul George and Kawhi a few years ago, Almost you'd be like stinky now. Though. I'm saying if you looked <laughs> yeah, at sure, that a three few years ago, they'd be better. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They have, but what about Reggie Jackson? Yeah, and uh, he's kind of like eh. he's, he's a right. good. Ba- he's he's right. like he's the best right. back. He's a good back. Yeah, he's point, fine. Like he's yeah. Anyway, um, the the point is, uh, you know what? Let's just move into we're, it's. We gotta we gotta very quickly do our uh, half season NBA awards slash standings thing. So let's just power through these categories really quickly. So, Marky Man, Rookie of the Year. You said Bancaro preseason. You said at the quarter season mark. So what are you saying now? Bancaro. Okay. What about you, Spency? Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think there's no reason um, to. To deviate from there, who do you think? 
Who do you think is number two? That's a more interesting question, probably. Um, I think it's Matherin. Yeah. Like, he, he truly is helping the Pacers a lot. Yeah. yeah. And he seemed, I think he's still in consideration for the six-man yeah. conversation. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> I heard something, and I don't really get this, that, like, even though... Well, let's let's just we'll talk about six six man in a second. So, defensive player of the year. What do you who are you thinking? You guys, okay. So, Marky Man, you at the beginning of the preseason you said Giannis, then a quarter the quarter season mark you changed it to OG and an OB. So, what's your pick now? Giannis. Back to Giannis. I think he's. I don't even know if Brooke Lopez is leading. I saw he's on the leading. Kia thing saying it was Giannis. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, leading, I mean, this is something you got to take into consideration. We're not talking about if they're giving the award out today, because that's one answer. If they give the award out yes. today, then it's like, okay, do this. You got to take that and consider, into consideration, but there's a lot of basketball to come. So you have to also look forward and think, you know, maybe it's going to change between now and when they give out the award. So taking all of that into consideration, you're, you're saying Giannis is your pick? Yeah, okay. oh, right here it says NBA.com defensive player ladder. Giannis is at one. That's not Brook Lopez right here. Okay. So, well, so you know. let's. So, Spencey, who you got? Um, I was tempted to choose Brook Lopez, but just because I'm going to choose OG, like he is okay. still like. So, so you just to be clear, you had Marcus Smart at the big uh, yeah. preseason. Then you went to uh, OG Ananobi, and so you're sticking with Ananobi for now. Yeah, I mean, he's leading in steals by, like, a large margin. He has 86 total steals. The next highest is 71. Yeah. Um, and he's leading in deflections. But where is he on, like, the NBA ladder? I think he's second. Right. Um, okay, so, yeah, and, I mean, he's one of those guys, too, I think, that because he's on the trading block, he could go to a contender and end up, like, helping push them over the top, you know, and if he does that, then that could very well yeah. um, help influence the decision. Yeah. Anyway, so six-man marking man, you had uh, Hero uh, from the, the Miami Heat. Um, that In preseason, that kind of went out the window because he kind of became a starter um, for, like, I don't know if he's even eligible for a six-man consideration anymore. Uh, yeah. But maybe he is, maybe he's not, I don't know. Um, but you changed it to Westbrook because Westbrook has changed roles this year. Um, it, at the quarter season mark, he said Westbrook because yeah. by then he's been coming off the bench. Um, so who um, who are you saying now? Um, I'll, I was tempted to say Jordan Poole, but I'll go to Westbrook again. Okay. I heard something, and I didn't really understand, but someone was trying to say that because the Lakers are probably not going to win, might even miss the playoffs, that the Westbrook, because he's, yeah, he's having great numbers off the bench. Nonetheless, he's not really changing outcomes of games. So no. it's kind of one of those weird scenarios yeah, yeah. where it's like, that's... But the, is that the case? He's are we just doing their that? second, at the, especially with AD out, he's essentially just the second best player and he has to do are, stuff. But like, are we doing that with the rookie of the year? Well, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, no, rookie of the year is, I think, a little more clear. It's just like, who's the best player? It's easier to I think that's easier to judge because no one expects a rookie to do anything to, to change yeah. the team's destiny, right? No yeah. one's you know. Yeah. So it, I think it's different, but I don't know. I honestly don't know to what extent that's that's judged. Anyway, who's your sixth man? You had let me just yeah. you had exactly the same as Marky Man, Spencey. You went uh, Tyler Hero then at preseason, then quarter season you had Westbrook. Who do you have now? 
I have Matherin now. Um, I, I don't think it's Westbrook is just as we you guys were just talking about. I don't think he's actually affecting games. I think he is. a lot of the time. Um, I mean, I don't. I like. I just don't think he. He's not winning but them games. Matherin is like way worse stats than yeah, Westbrook, but also like far worse. But he seems like he's more of a true six. He's man. a true six man because he's a complete role player. He's still averaging where, eighteen. But where's West Westbrook starting though? Because a true six man means you're like the six yeah. man on rotation. No, I understand, but it seems uh, anyway. I, that's fine. We can argue about. We've done this every single time. We argue about what the definition of a sixth man is and when do you stop being one and all of that. And I get that, yeah. you know, especially now um, in the NBA, the way the way uh, it's almost yeah. like it's it's like they they mix up combinations of players, guys that were are supposed to be coming off the bench, start a lot of games. Like obviously, there's injuries. There's all these different factors. So that's my least favorite category to talk about because I still don't get yeah. it. Anyway, let's talk about most improved player. Um, Marky Man, you had um, Jaron Jackson Jr. in preseason, and he started the season injured. Then you changed it to uh, at the quarter season mark uh, to Keldon Johnson. So um, who are you going to say at the halfway mark? I'm going to say Laurie Markkinen. Okay, so that that's interesting. So you've got... Um, yeah, I mean, there's a case to be made for that, for sure. I mean, he's definitely improved. Again, he's also improved because now he's in a completely different role. He's essentially the team leader, like from like role player to team leader. And that has, I think he's gone above that. It's not just that because yeah. he's, yeah. you know, it's not like he's just getting more, better stats because he's got more minutes. He seems like he's actually better yeah. because mm-hmm. he's I mean, had an opportunity to get better. Well, I mean, I also think he just was that good. Yeah, it like, could be. It, like, and, and they and the Utah recognized that, and they also made a huge trade, and they really had no choice yeah. but to give like him they, that response. They probably went to some of their the Cleveland. Like they had probably people like they probably asked Markin to come yeah. to something or a pickup game or something, and just to watch him. There's another. Um, the, there's a similar issue with this, where it's like, how do you judge the improvement of a player if they're given a radically different role and they rise to the occasion versus a guy who's in the same role one season yeah. to the next well, I, and just clearly raises his game if, within the same role. If you, well, I think is if you can tell that a player, like some teams like will see something in a player that other teams don't, like they'll look at them and be like, he seems to have like mentally, like he seems to like be like want to be a star player and like is like super like you know competitive or whatever but the and coach like, doesn't like his haircut so he's yeah like on it. like yeah. like it just like yeah some things will just like sure and they'll I, just be right about it like like there's like <laughs> there's it's pretty like it's pretty a small that. gap between the best player and the worst player in the nba yeah. like there's a lot of there's things that separate them but like they're still in the nba like yeah, of course. A lot of players can be, and it's interesting great. when guys just like become way better. Like he, they even yeah. say that about Kawhi is like no one, everybody knew he was going to be good, but no one, I don't think, when he was coming out of college, were like this is a future superstar, yeah. like dominant, like mm-hmm. yeah. Finals MVP level guy. Like, yeah, like, and he just became that anyway. Yeah, you know. And it's weird when that happens. Um, okay, so Spencer, you also okay at the beginning of the season. You said Keldon Johnson. 
Then you changed it to, to Lowry Markinen. So what are you saying at the halfway point? I'm keeping it at Markinen. Okay, you're also saying Markinen yeah. at this point. Well, I will say that I have overheard listening to you because I, I, you know, you know, in my pantomime as an NBA journalist, which I am not, I am an NBA amateur journalist slash fan, but I'm stealing from people that know what they're talking about all the mm-hmm. time. And one of the names that's getting thrown around um, that I've heard, at least among a certain certain guys, is is uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander yeah. as most improved player. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, like I he mean, was averaging like 21 last year, 22, yeah, I think. Like, and this is a good example of like he was team leader last year for that yeah. team, and he's team leader this year. He was not last year too. Yeah, he's like the same role, the same team, and he's just better. So yeah. I think that you, you don't have to like you're just like he's doing the same thing on the same team, but he's just way better. That's like easy. You're comparing apples to apples mm-hmm. as opposed to like. Oh, he got traded, and then he had a different role, and you know what I mean. Yeah, it's just yeah. like same guy, same role. He just decided he's going to get better, and he just worked hard, and he did get better. Yeah, um, that I think that there's a real realistic chance that he could win. Yeah. Also, you just that. I think he got more comfortable because like yeah, with he's team, just getting like, older, it's just another more, year. Like another, he's getting more experience. He, under, he understands yeah. the league. He understands matchups. Mm-hmm. He understands all that. Yeah. Anyway, so let's go to the probably the most controversial hot button one of them all, which is MVP to start the season. Marky Man, you said Jokic going. You you were gonna give you were gonna give him the three peat. Then at the quarter season mark, you ch- changed it to Doncic because, of course, as we all know, he's put up some ridiculous games. So what have you got? I'm gonna give it to Doncic again. You still think? I Doncic? think they like. I don't like even like if there's like a chance that he might not deserve it, it might be someone else. Like <laughs> they're gonna give it to him. Maybe, what? maybe. I think like, I, yeah. like like just because like of what he's doing is crazy. Yeah, but it's man, it's it is it is hard to argue ha- against Jokic. It has to be like Jokic true. still like night in night out. But it's also like yeah, like and they're, the NBA like, loves the best Luka. team. Like, it's like, also yeah, but arguably they're that arguably. Well, I think they are the best team in the West. I mean, the Grizzlies have something to say about that. But, like, but yeah. they are, uh, you know, really starting to look look good as a team. Um, also, yeah. beyond him, I'll say that. I'll say beyond beyond Jokic. But anyway. I just, I, I think, I, I feel like, like, there's a chance that I think Jokic should be getting it, but they they're going to give it to there, There's all that talk where it's like, oh, they can't give it to somebody three times in a row. First of all, yes, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Second of all, if 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 they're the champions this year, then yeah. I think that will... That doesn't yeah. matter. Well, Yo- I know it doesn't matter, but well, they no. don't decide. But like, they decide before they the playoffs? They decide yeah. before the playoffs. Oh, okay. Well, then it, then it does. But... But Jokic, th- yeah. yeah. I mean, that's Jokic is averaging 0. .3 assists away from being... From averaging a triple-double... Yeah. So. Yeah, it's wild. But he's. But the one thing is, he's only averaging twenty four point nine points. God, he stinks. Yeah, um, but like, uh, okay, it's not so, like you know. So Spencer, you had Giannis preseason, mm-hmm. and you also changed to Doncic at the quarterway mark. What are you saying now? I'm saying Doncic. You're also saying Doncic. Interesting. They're def. I think they're going to give it to him. Okay. Well, we'll see. Uh, it. It. I mean, he, look. I would argue that. If you take it from the perspective of who's most valuable to their team, 
then I think it is Doncic right now because yes. I don't think that they have a winning record without him. Like, Whereas, for instance, I think Jokic did sit out the game, uh, the other the game the other night for Denver against uh, the Clippers, and they still won. Yeah. They're starting to figure yeah. out, they're starting to look good as a team without him too because yeah. Murray of course is there but other guys too Aaron Gordon yeah. and um you know other players that are pickups that they've had yeah. that are starting to like they're looking mm-hmm. good so you could argue they might still be a decent and winning team without Jokic yeah. or at least like a better than average team whereas yeah. I don't think you could say the same thing about the Mavs so. yeah well let's see here like Doncic is averaging 34 points, 8.8 assists, and 9 rebounds. Jokic is averaging 25, uh, 11, and 9.7 assists. So it's very close, except <coughs> Doncic only, almost has 10 points over him on that yeah. averaging. So, like, like, who knows? Yeah, I mean, whatever, we could... We could talk about this all day and it is weird like i won't it, be it mad whoever they give argue to mid-season because or any t- point because it's like you're predicting something you don't know what's yeah. gonna happen as far as we know the yeah, maps are gonna tank and Jokic people but, are gonna solve yeah. him and whatever i honestly it's want nice. Jokic to get it though because the three p would be awesome yeah, yeah. i mean he i don't think any the, here's the difference i don't think anybody's gonna be upset if he plays like this for the rest of the year and he gets it i don't think anybody's gonna be upset about yeah. that no like, it's I, also like I if Doncic, if Doncic just can get so many MVPs in the future. Yeah, he can get one. Like, yeah, exactly. He's 23. Know. There, there I really is true that there is bias about, like, consecutive MVPs. Oh, I think There so have too. been some in the past that are absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Like, when yeah. James Harden won, I think it was over LeBron. If you just look at the stats, it was, like, ridiculous that the James year, Harden yeah. won. James Harden won. He was out of the year. But they say, wasn't that the year, wasn't that the year that yeah. LeBron went to Miami? So everybody was, mad. Pretty everybody was mad at him. Didn't it was I'm, that year that I mean, he didn't get it? I don't know if it was. I know that people there's this perception that because everybody was upset about how LeBron announced his departure to Miami, so then he didn't get the MVP that year. Yeah, but James Harden was averaging 36 points per game. I'm pretty sure that year. Sorry, I, it was Derrick Rose over LeBron. Oh yeah, yeah, and that was that that was that, that's that was yeah that was garbage. And, yeah, and that was the one where everybody's like, mm, yeah, he didn't yeah. deserve that. Derrick yeah. Rose not deserve that. Yeah, MVP. but again, there's also this thing where like. And it's hard for you guys to, and it's even hard for me to remember, but like I went back and watched some of his highlights and stuff. Like you have to understand that was at a time of kind of like before the internet was a huge factor and stuff too, where like Derek Rose was like a, an a instant superstar yeah. and it was like huge yeah. and everybody knew who he was. Yeah. And he was like the kind of the last guy that was like that yeah. in a way that just like, it's when it enters the consciousness is like everybody wants to watch him because he's electrifying and all yeah. that. Whereas guys now, it's there's these players that are incredible, but they just don't have that level of, uh, you know, it's like your mom and dad that don't follow basketball know who they are. Yeah. Like, yeah. imagine if we went to grandma and grandpa and were like, what do you think of Luka Doncic? They'd yeah. be like, what are you talking yeah. about? Well, they right? wouldn't know Derek Rose. <laughs> they don't know who Derek Rose is, yeah. but the point is they do know who Michael Jordan is and yeah. they do know who they know um, LeBron. Yeah, they know who LeBron James is. And so, yeah. you know, it's that, there's that certain level where people just yes. transcend into being super famous. And in America, at least in America, I think Derek Rose did achieve that yeah. um, at the time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I could go on about that forever. Well, but, he was just super entertaining. Like, yeah, it was super yeah. fun to watch and entertaining. And and he was in Chicago, like this huge yeah. market, which mm-hmm. made a big difference. And they had been waiting for like the next one after after Jordan, right? So, um, 
And what are we at here? Oh, okay. So I think we've uh, we've we've. Oh no, we still have a couple things to catch up on. So NBA standings. Let's do this real quick. Um, at the beginning of the season, um, Marky Man, you said. Let me see here. You said it was going to be in the East. You had Bucks first, then Celtics second, and then Sixers third. You changed it to, uh, and then at the quarter way of the season, you changed it to Celtics in first, Bucks in second, and Cavs in third. So what are you thinking now? I'm going with what it is now. I'm going with Celtics first, Nets second, Bucks third. So you think that this this ranking that's you know halfway mark is going to more or less hold yeah okay um and spencer at the beginning of the season you had um celtics in first bucks in second sixers in third um which was flopped from marcus's Mm -hmm. so what do you think it's going to be i'm going back to that prediction oh yeah celtics bucks sixers oh right because you had changed it to you you just taken the Sixers out and put the Cavs yeah. in third for the quarter season mark. So now you're going back to your original prediction. Mm-hmm. So you think the Nets are going to fall off? Yeah, I like I still think they're going to be really good, but I think once Katie's gone, I think they're I think they're still going to remain high, like top five. Um, but I think they are going to definitely drop a little. Okay, and so, oops. So that's. Yeah. So you're going back to your you're going back to your preseason prediction. Okay, that's interesting. I think. Well, actually, can I can I make a change? <laughs> okay. I, I just want to I want to say Celtics first, Bucks second, and that's third. So I'm looking at it. I don't. Yeah, I, I think I don't think Bucks. So you think the Nets are going to be yeah. third? You think they're going to fall off? And yeah. so yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I'm messing all this up. You're going back to your original Spencer, which was. Celtics, Bucks, Sixers. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you're going to Celtics, Bucks, Nets. Yeah. Okay, so that's fine. And then the West is a little sillier for you guys because let's just talk about your silly prediction from the preseason and then what it changed into, Marcus. So you had. Clippers number one, Warriors number two, Grizzlies number three in your preseason prediction. Then you changed it to, at the quarter season mark, you changed it to Suns finishing first, then the Warriors finishing second, and then Nuggets finishing third. So now now what are you going to say? I know I just said what I thought the standings, what the standings were at the time. At the for quarter, my, yeah, I mean, the Suns looked amazing at the yeah. quarter season mark, but then disaster struck. So And that's what I'm going to do this time again. You just gonna yeah. look at the standings. I'm I'm gonna say Nuggets first, Grizzlies second, Pelicans third. I really wish I thought the Kings would go to third because that would be awesome if they were top three and they're fourth. But yeah, I'm scared that the Warriors are gonna do something, but I don't think they will. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I think the Warriors could could climb up into the top three. I think that's real. It's a realistic thing. Yeah, but. They have work to do. That could easily not happen yeah. as well. All right, so Spencer, you had your your early season prediction was maybe <clears throat> maybe slightly more real, realistic, but still, I think you guys obviously both over uh, <clears throat> over sort of uh, were overconfident in the Suns. But anyway, your preseason prediction was that it was going to be number one Grizzlies, number two Warriors, number three Suns, and you changed that at the quarter season mark to. Basically, Suns first, 
then the Warriors, then the Grizzlies. So I think you fell victim to the same thinking that the Suns looked really good at the quarter season mark, um, and you put them up there too. Are you not agreeing that that's what you said at the quarter season mark? I, th- I thought I had had the Grizzlies higher. Maybe not. Well, you had them at number one in preseason, and then you put them at number three um, and the quarter season mark. So I'll, I'll yeah. amend, we can amend this after the fact if I'm wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So anyway, what do you think now? Uh, yeah. Huh. Well, <laughs> whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I just opened my book. I must have changed it during the you, like, episode. You because panicked during the episode. I, yeah, because I had Suns Grizzlies Nuggets, which I actually do prefer now. Yeah, but either but way. Whatever. Yeah. The most matter. embarrassing part is the Suns being included yes. on both lists. So. What do you what are you gonna do now? Um, it's gonna be Grizzlies, Nuggets, and Warriors. Oh, Warriors! Yeah, that's interesting. So you do have faith that the Warriors are gonna just roll their way up the standings and displace? Yeah, them. they're gonna be better I mean, than the Pelicans. I can't imagine any world where the Kings are top three. The Pelicans are definitely gonna be dropping a little. I think. And you think, interesting, you think the Grizzlies, I mean, they're on a nine-game nine run, and they're tied with the Nuggets right now. Yeah. They're in second, but you think they're going to have a better record than the Nuggets? Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily think that means they're better, but I do think they are one of those teams in the regular season that just, like... Just crushes people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's pretty good. And then here's the most depressing thing to end on, uh, which is Raptors wins. So... <laughs> Marky oh, yeah. man, you were a slightly you, you said they were going to have 48 wins this year preseason. Then you revised it down to 43 at the quarter season mark and now I'm I'm almost scared to hear what you're going to say now. How many wins? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say 36. 36 wins. Oh no. So they're at that means only they're 19 and 24. Uh so that means they're going to do they're going to be yeah. worse the second half than they were. You said 36. Oh, sorry. I mean, 38, sorry. I thought I said 38. 38? Okay. Well, that just means they're going to have pretty much the same amount of wins in the second half. So you're saying uh, Raps 38. Okay. And Spencer, you you thought they were going to have a 50-win season at the beginning of the year. Then you revised it down slightly to 48 at the quarter season mark because they haven't been playing that well. And now you've – have you seen enough to uh, (sighs) – What do you think? How many wins? I don't know. It's frustrating. We're the exact same team last year, essentially. Yeah. We're just not playing the same. Yeah. So it's like, I know we can be yeah. that good. But but also, I think the trade talks are louder than they've been in a while. I think yeah. something's going to happen. So Something they're either going to get totally worse happen. or better this year. Yeah. And who knows what that's going to mean for their record. But anyway, what? how many wins? Uh, um, I'll say four. 40. Okay. So you got 40 wins. All right. <clears throat> okay. Well, let's um I think we we we've we've updated our predictions for the for the end of season in terms of standings in terms of the NBA awards. So, now let's turn back the shot clock and euro step our way into the past for time travel trivia. All right, so um, I was inspired. Um, this this trivia question was was inspired by uh, Sabonis's um, stat line uh, in that game against Houston. 
uh, they're at home, and he had the 19 points, the 15 rebounds, and the uh, the career high 16 assists. Um, so that was um, a, a triple double of 15 plus, right? Mm-hmm. So, and he did it for the, for the for Sacramento. So my question for you guys is, and this is a tough one, Spencey, who was the last player? To do that in that franchise, to have um, 50, to go fifteen, 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 at plus. Huh. Um, I'll say Demarcus Cousins. Sorry, you're saying who? Demarcus Cousins. So, do you like that sound effect? That means that's the rim shot of missing. So that is incorrect. Demarcus Cousins is not right. Um, so Marcus, um, uh, on the Kings, Chris Weber. <laughs> All right. So I think it's a bit of a trick question because I said, who was the last person to do it in the franchise? So here's the first hint. The Sacramento Kings, believe it or not, are the oldest team in the NBA in terms of Uh the continuity of the team. They started way, way back in like 1927 or something insane like that. Um, So they they were a team that was in like Rochester, New York. They were called like the Royals or something like I think they were called the Seagrams originally. And then they were called the Royals. Mm -hmm. They moved around. They joined the NBA in uh, in 19. the first NBA season, 47 or 46 or whenever it was, but they've only been in uh, Sacramento since like 84, 85. Okay. So okay. before that, um, I believe it was, where were they? Um, yeah, they were the Rochester Royal. They were in Cincy until 57 and then they were in KC and that's when they changed to the Kings because they've been called the Royals, but that's what the baseball team's called in Kansas City so they couldn't be called the Royals anymore. So, that's part of the hint is that that franchise has continuity since way back, but they've only, they, so it predates the Sacramento Kings. So that's, um, that's part of the hint. So <laughs> yeah, who's so, a great I, player that was capable of doing 15, 15, 15? Uh, um, Oh my god. I don't know. What's his name? Like something Hayes. Is Alvin Hayes or something? What's uh fifteen oh um what's that guy's name? The guy who was like the point guard who's good uh god uh, You have to go back to the nineteen sixties. <laughs> yeah. Can't remember can't his name <laughs> well, that's I'm asking you uh, what like Oscar Robinson or something yeah that was my name that was, I, was, that was really? what I was trying to think of that's, <laughs> nice. literally, that's literally what I was trying to think of Oscar, Oscar Robinson. Robinson is the correct answer who did yeah. it 65 so um, Sabonis was the first person in franchise in, in the franchise history to have done it since Oscar Robertson in 1965 who did it 15 times and that was <laughs> the 15th time he did it was in 65 Wow. So he was a pretty incredible player back back then. Um, he's a Hall of Famer, and 
NBA legend. So that wraps up our time travel trivia. I knew you guys would know that name. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it wasn't one that I that you would have. But he's sort of like I always I always try to categorize if you're thinking of like massive scoring from back in the day, mm-hmm. if you're answering trivia questions, then it's Wilt. Yeah. If it's like if it's triple doubles, it could be it's probably Oscar Robertson. Yeah. There's like certain guys. Well I knew, yeah, because he was behind Russell Westbrook. He beat Russell Westbrook recently. Yeah. So it's one of those uh it's it's one of those ones where if you kinda figure it out, but you you would have no yeah. idea what team he played for <laughs> in like night, yeah. you know. And uh, the Kings, I didn't realize that. I was looking at the Kings. They're like the old. I, I thought the Kings were like an expansion well, team. Yeah, you know. Yeah. There, but, well, I was trying to think of Oscar Robertson because I remembered uh, from playing two K of the all time team. Oscar Robertson's on that team, but right. like the all time lineup, right? Of the Kings, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they they started in Rochester, which is where a lot of like back in the day when there was like semi pro teams before there was the NBA and stuff, and there were you know like the barn burning days or whatever. Yeah. They were almost all in New York State. Like everything was in yeah. up in the in the northeast, um, yeah. And they were in Cincy, and then they were you know all over. Um, all right, well, uh, that was a pretty long episode, guys. But we had a lot to cover, so thank you very much. And what um, you got homework? I know you do. No, you oh, yes, you have physics and other homework. I'm sure somebody's got to walk the dog. We probably got to you know shovel the driveway, you know chores. So we'll do all that. I haven't been paying you guys lately, which is you know. For the, doing this podcast, but we'll we'll see. Uh, I'm going to evaluate your performance again. But anyway, it's the halfway mark. I think next. When is the All Star game? Soon, but I don't know. I mean, it's not even weeks, that soon. In a actually. couple of weeks or something. And the trade, that trade end lights coming up. The All Star yeah. game's coming up. Anyway, it's been yeah. a, it's been a really interesting. You know, they say this has been the most one of the hardest seasons in the NBA to predict, and it happens to be the same year that we are doing this podcast. So I'm excited to see what next week brings. We'll also be watching some uh, football playoffs today oh, yep. um, and uh, next week. So go Bills, I say. I'm glad. Yeah. I, I, I like the Dolphins, but I want the Bills to win. Go Jaguars, man. Yeah, go Jaguars. Although I think I think they just had their Super Bowl, which was that comeback yeah, win. they're going to get trounced. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're they're going much farther. Yeah. Um, yeah, who do you think's gonna? Who's your Super Bowl picks, Marky Man? Bills are gonna. I think the Bills you think the Bills are gonna win? Wow, that would be awesome if the Bills win the Super Bowl. Um, I mean, why would they, they win it? Well, they got to beat the Chiefs for one. Yeah, but yeah. and once they're there, I mean, who knows? But uh, the NFC, there's some there's some tough teams. Who who do you think they're gonna beat in the fight in the Super Bowl? The Bills versus. Um. You're taking too long here, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah, give you yeah. the, the honestly the like rim shot noise. I I don't know enough about football. I'm gonna embarrass myself. I'm gonna say a team that's in the division or something. No, the like, NFC. Okay, so how about this? It's like, either. I'll, I'll, I make. Do you think it's gonna? Do you think Tom Brady's Bucks are gonna yeah. make it to the Super Bowl? No. no, I was like, I know that okay. they're on the same thing. How about the Cowboys? Right. How about uh, the Eagles? How about the Vikings? All right, I'll give it to the Eagles. I'll say the Eagles. I think that's a pretty good choice. I think they're arguably the best team in the yeah. NFC. Yeah, so, I think what's your Super Bowl final and winner? Uh, it's gonna be Bucks aren't gonna win, but they're gonna be there. I just wow. have a feeling that's a huge um, prediction. Uh, I get. Can it be Bucks Chiefs? Yeah, yeah, I think Bucks Chiefs. That'd be pretty interesting, but I think the Chiefs would just would. absolutely yes, dismantle them if that happened. But uh, all right, well, you heard it here first. So uh, until next time, listeners, see you later. See you. Bye. I got nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs>